The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but, I tell you, seventy-seven times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, The Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in his anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Peter's question is not just a question remembered by a later Christian author in today's passage from Matthew. Peter's question is the question of the whole early church. In a society where it was expected that any blight on my honor had to be reclaimed. They knew the tradition well. They knew what Moses taught, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. The books had to be balanced if there was going to be any peace in the community. And so Peter's question, how many times, how many times should I forgive my brother or my sister if they sin against me, is one that Matthew's community was probably asking too. How much is too much? How much should I forgive before I give away the whole farm? Before I give away my soul to somebody who clearly does not know how to care for it? Our society is a little bit different. We might want to pat ourselves on the back, but don't do that just yet because we have a different way of dealing with this Rather than honor and shame so much, we often rush to victimhood 
and build an identity there. And we do that so often and so easily that often the real victims in our society are buried by our claims that we have been wronged, that we have been victimized. If you think about the way our politics work, if you think about the way celebrity works, if you think about how litigious we are, you start to get the picture. We rush to victimhood. And we like to live there because then we can get something back. We can get something back. And of course, we lose sight then of how we often trample on the true victims among us as we do that, and we lose sight of our privilege, we lose sight of the strength that we still have, we lose sight of our ability to let go and move on. And so our question is just like Peter's, how many times? How many times must I forgive my brother or my sister when they sin against me? It is an eternal question. And Jesus, it seems, is not all that helpful. He paints up a picture of a God who is harsh, who mirrors our errant ways and our violent ways. We could hide behind, well, this is Jesus using a rabbinical tool. And to some degree, that's true. You remember the story that Jesus tells you, right? That's the whole point, especially for a society that was largely illiterate. You say something that people will remember as harsh as it might be. But there is another point I think that Jesus is making, and that is something that is quite radical and unnerving to all of us, and that is he understands our tendency as people. He understands the very human tendency for us to start to believe in a God who behaves like we do. Our tendency to project onto God, if I can use a psychological term for just a minute, to project onto God our own patterns of behavior. And so he paints up a God who mirrors back to us what we project, who mirrors back to us the way we behave. He amps up our hesitancy to forgive and our tendency to hold our grudges, to get our own back. And he makes no bones about it. If this is the way you are going to be, this is the way you will understand God. This is the God you will have. This is, he might be saying to us, what will dominate your life the cycles of victimhood, the cycles 
a vengeance, the cycles of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. He wants us to understand that, that when we fail to forgive, we perpetuate the very cycle that we want to put an end to. We perpetuate the back and forth that has dominated human destiny and human society from the very beginning. I think Jesus wants us to understand, as does Matthew, as does the tradition that holds forgiveness so close to the heart of who we are and what we do, that this is a radical and world-altering teaching. Forgiveness changes everything. It changes everything in us, and it changes everything in the world around us. It means we put down the easy knives of attack and take up the open hands of generosity and love. It means we step back from the easy polemic that we all love to tangle in. Believe me, I indict myself when I say that. And to look for humanity in the other, even those who have wronged us, even those whom we most deeply and profoundly disagree with, even those who have offended us, no end. And that kind of forgiveness, that way of being in the world is costly, is costly. It comes very close to what Jesus is saying as he is lifted up on the cross. Forgiveness demands everything of us because it is where love begins. And so Jesus is hard on us today, not because forgiveness is easy, but because it's difficult. It requires a lifetime of discipline and constant correction and constant vigilance in the choices that we make about the words that we say and the actions that we undertake. Forgiveness, you might say, is not for the faint of heart. It comes from a place of profound strength. And it is not a destination, it is a journey. It demands daily choices hourly decisions, a giving over of our hearts. But we are called to remember that we forgive not just so people can get away with what they've done. That's not the point. Not just so we can feel better about ourselves, that's not the point either. We forgive 
because we remember that we have been forgiven. And it is in that forgiveness that we see God. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.